Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome. Do you sometimes feel like, what's happening? I've got the job, I've got the car, I've got the house. I may even have the significant other, but it just doesn't feel right. Something's off. I'm down. I'm blue. And, oh, my doctor's telling me, take some antidepressants. Could it be that you're a good person and your actions are just not in tune with your values of kindness and compassion? You know, if you're eating meat and dairy, you are contributing to the institutionalized torture of millions, even billions of animals. We kill 50 to 60 billion cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs on this planet every year. I am so delighted to have an amazing guest, a young woman who has done so much to wake America up to what is happening. Erin Janis. Erin Janis has a, um, a YouTube channel and she is, this is going to probably come out backwards, but she is a YouTube star and her most famous, correct me if I'm wrong, Erin, uh, her most famous video is Dairy is Scary. I saw it and I was blown away because it is so clever. It wakes people up to what goes in to stealing the mother's milk of another species and drinking it for ourselves. Erin, thank you so much for joining us. It's an honor to have you. Tell us how you became this YouTube sensation, this phenomenon, and how you thought up this incredibly clever five-minute video called Dairy is Scary. And once we get through that, we're going to tell you why her face is on 60 billboards all around Southern California. And here is the billboard I took a photo of. Dairy is scary. Take it away. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on here. And I made this video, Dairy is Scary, because I learned about the dairy industry. I learned about the common hidden practices that are commonplace throughout the industry. And I realized that even though there was a movement of activists and authors and educators talking about this, that the public at large still had no idea that it was going on. The public at large, nine out of 10 people have no idea that the dairy industry is full of suffering, full of exploitation and cruelty and neglect and really torture, physically, emotionally, sexually. For the animals that we would never tolerate for cats or dogs, but it goes on every single day all around the world in Canada, United States, and it's an epidemic. It's horrible for the cows. They're suffering terribly and people need to know about it. And most people did not. And most people still do not know. We have callers just lining up. Uh, We've got Paige from Aurora Hills. Paige, what is your question? My question. Can you hear me? Yes. Question. Hello. Okay. Fantastic. Oh my, I feel like I'm meeting one of my role models. I am so inspired by you, Erin, and you're half my age, which really brings me to the point of what you see is happening in the industry of, you know, plant-based veganism. As far as millennials go, you guys are rocking, rocking this space. And, you know, tell me some of the people maybe that inspire you And what do you see is going on with the millennials in this movement? Thank you so much. Go take it away. I think that the millennials really are leading this movement. I think that with the rise of the internet and how my generation was essentially raised on the internet and how easy it is to share information, share videos, share things we're writing and network and connect with each other. I think that makes 
um, that gives my generation a huge advantage to create change because we can connect with people like that on Instagram, Facebook, you know, there's an event going on, there's a meetup, there's a demo, let's meet up, let's collaborate, let's talk about this and do something together. I think the internet is really the key in reaching people and my generation was essentially raised on it. So um, that's a huge part of it. And um, some of the people who've inspired me, it really has been the collective. I mean, when I first learned about the dairy industry, it wasn't one particular activist or author that I learned it about. It was, I kind of discovered the entire realm of there are groups of so many different people who are, you know, speaking out about this, whether they're doing a protest or making a video or writing a song. It was like, wow, there is a, a movement bubbling here. What are they talking about? What's going on? So I was really just inspired by everybody that I saw talking about it. Um, there were certain activists here and there, like the very first activist who inspired me to actually give up dairy products and, you know, go from just being vegetarian to vegan was Shelly Williams. And years back, five or six years ago, she was always posting on Facebook and I would just see what she was posting and it would lead me to another activist and another person. And uh, so it's really just, it's been everybody who contributes matters. Let me jump in and say Gwenna from Los Angeles has a question. Your question, Gwenna. Hi, I'm sorry, I was just eating. <laughs> this is Gwenna. Um, Aaron, I just wanted to tell you, I went vegan because of your video. Um, something about that video, it allows, because you have a snarky energy in it, but it's not funny. But right. something about it allows the subconscious mind to kind of let go and be a little bit comfortable with watching it and you want to see it through. And exactly. I was vegetarian for about eight years and I was happy in my vegetarianism. And I was unaware, even throughout eight years, of what happens to cows. I still thought that they put on their overalls, they milk them, the cow says move. And then when I saw that video, as a woman, I connected to another female and I let go of dairy products after that video. So I just want to say thank you uh, thank so you. much for creating that video the way you did. Thank well, you. Thank you, Gwenna. Listen, I want to ask you, my little Rico came up here and uh, scratched me. So I picked him up and I said, you know, this brings us to the whole concept of why love one and eat and abuse the other, uh, because we claim to be a nation of animal lovers, Aaron, and yet right. we torture animals. We are the biggest torturers of animals in the history of humankind. Um, exactly. And what I thought was so great about your video, Dairy is Scary, and I urge everyone watching, just go to YouTube and and watch Dairy is Scary. It's, it's gotten something like five million hits. Uh, here it is, right here. It's probably backwards, but you get the idea. It's on 60 billboards around Southern California. They just went up last week, urging people in English and in Spanish to watch Dairy is Scary. And what, what I love about it is what they do to these dairy cows is so horrific that if you actually just show people, they don't, they don't want to see it. And they're going to turn away and say, don't show me that. Oh, give me, you know, give me that milkshake, but don't show me that. But you inject humor and cleverness. And just when you're about to say, I can't watch it, you come back with some funny line. Um, tell me how you came up with that concept, because I think it's brilliant. Well, really, I was when I made that video, I was actually angry and on fire and inspired to get the truth out. I had already known about the injustices within the dairy industry for a few years before I made that video and really the darkness like the because it's dark humor in the video mm -hmm. um the darkness of you know the footage that that is available to the public that you can see the cows being hurt you know what they're going through the darkness of that I just I, I needed to share that but there really was no way to share it without juxtaposing it with the way that people just um, are passive to it or brush it off or make fun of it or, or don't think about it. So it, it really just, it just kind of came out that way. You know, like I was just floored that nobody, nobody gives a, a, a crap and nobody cares um, because I had, I had been already active in, in trying to educate people about the dairy industry for, for a couple of years. And it's like, you hand them a pamphlet, you talk to them about it you know, you see that and the next time you see them, they're eating a big ice cream cone. It's like, it's time to really 
share, not water it down at all, share exactly how dark this really is. And please share this video because Aaron's about to take you through what they do. And um, we're going to go to one more caller, but share this video with your pre-vegan friends because I literally, there are people that I could think of right now who are friends for a long time uh, that I would love to strap to a chair and make them watch your video and then question them afterwards and say, wait, you call yourself a good person. You were co-signing the torture of these animals by stealing the milk from another species, which means that the baby calves can't have the milk, which means the babies have to be separated from the mother at birth, which means they all scream and cry and moan and grieve because every baby wants to be with his or her mother and every mother wants to be with his or her baby. And I mean, that's just scratching the surface. Uh, How these animals are impregnated, they're not making love. So let me go to a quick call, then we're going to uh, take a break. And uh, on the other side, Aaron's going to explain to us exactly how milk gets to be. Emic from Los Angeles, your question, Emic. Emic? Okay. Uh, how about Sarah from Atlanta? Uh, caller, Sarah from Atlanta. Hey, Aaron and Jane, how are you ladies today? Great. Great. Hey, Aaron, um, I'm going to be um, on, at the Peachtree Road Race on July 4th. And there is going to be a mobile billboard with your face on it. Um, would you want to talk about what's going on in that realm, about what's going on across the um, country with your billboards going up for Darius Scary? Sure. So In Defense of Animals did a great job at making this campaign, organizing it, and and putting it all together. So I, I did not, you know, I didn't put the billboards up. They did everything. And um, they just have a great team of people who are creative, organized, and know how to get things done. So thanks to a grant they received and, you know, donations, they were able to um, put together these billboards and work with a company that could get them up and spread them across. Uh, they placed them in strategic locations so that people, uh, people would see it and, and check the video out. And they did a, they did a good job. Yeah, and are you getting response from it? I am, yeah. I mean, I, I'm having people contacting me and saying, I just saw your video, and I just watched your video, and now I'm done with dairy um, on, on the YouTube upload. Uh, people are saying, you know, I, I'm here because of the billboard. So it's already, I mean, it's Los Angeles. People are going to see it. And what I'm excited for is all the celebrities who are going to see it. Like, if we just get two or three celebrities who are driving through Los Angeles and see that and check it out and share it, that's huge. You know, one celebrity talks about any injustice, any issue, and they can spark a fire. So, Absolutely. Now, Calla Lily says on Facebook, because we're simulcasting on Facebook, uh, I forwarded your video and posted it on my Facebook to friends and family who are not vegan and who think animals are here for humans to use, torture, slaughter, and consume. That you are so gorgeous means my family and friends will be enticed to click and listen and watch. (laughs) I'm just reading it as it comes in. Um, But do you find that a lot of people see, uh, I find that the hardest part with, I have some friends that I have tried to get through to them. And, you know, in a way it's a numbers game. I've really now said, move on to the next person. If there are people who are just shut down Literally, they, they'll say, I'm not on Facebook. Okay, can you watch on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. Okay, can you, you know, it's like, can I send you a video? And then I send them the video and they reply instantly, thank you so much, which, which says to me that they're not going to watch it. They haven't watched it. Um, so they're, they're, it it's, it's like people want to remain in denial because they're terrified that if, if they get out of denial, they're going to have to change their habits. I'm 23 years sober. It's ex- it was exactly when I was drinking. I didn't I didn't want to hear what anybody had to say because I was addicted. I I couldn't stop. And then I hit bottom, and now I'm having more fun. But I didn't know that I'd have more fun sober until I got sober. People don't know they're going to have more fun, more joy, less depression when they give up meat and dairy until they do it. Aaron. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? This is relevant too because for a long time I was like a junk food vegan, right? So I wasn't abstaining from consuming meat, dairy, and eggs because, you know, I thought it was 
I was doing it for the animals. I wasn't doing it for my health. I wasn't doing it for any other reason. I was just vegan for the animals. So I was a junk food vegan for a long time. You know, like I just ate whatever, like vegan pizza, crackers, cookies, pies. And um, I got pretty sick. You know, I was already dealing with some health issues, but now I'm feeling amazing. I'm still 100% vegan, but there are so many different, like, unbelievable dairy alternatives and healthy ones too. That's the thing is people think vegan is not healthy. So they're not going to give up dairy. Yes. You need calcium. Yes. You need protein, but you don't need dairy. I'm, I'm feeling so good on how I'm eating as a vegan now. And, um, I've been making homemade, um, nut milks. I made pecan milk the other day. I have, yeah, I have almonds that are sprouting, soaking that I'm making fresh homemade almond milk. Like it is just, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to be supporting these industries. And uh, yeah. All right. Emic is back. Emic, your question. Hi, I'm back. Hi, what's your question, Emic? Yeah. Thank you so much for making this video. I'm just thinking people snooze in the morning 10 minutes to wake up. And your video wakes everyone up in five minutes. So that takes the excuse of people saying they don't have time because it's just five minutes to change their lives. Exactly. And I also want to add that we don't want the industry to close their businesses. We just want them to choose compassion. We want them to switch to cruelty-free vegan business model. They can still make money. They accuse us of conspiracy like wanting to destroy their businesses, and that's not true. We just want everyone to love animals, and if they say they are animal lovers, to show it through their businesses as well. And thank you again very much, Jane and Erin. Have a great day. Thank, thank you. you, Emic. You are, um, I know Emic, and Emic is also an amazing activist who recently got arrested um, going into an open rescue to rescue some farm animals who were injured inside a factory uh, farm type situation. I don't know the, the details, but uh, she's she's amazing. We're going to take a short break. We are on Voice America Radio, and um, you can give us a call and ask a question at 866-472-5795, 866-472-5795. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but we're going to stay live on Facebook. So we'll be back in one minute. Stay right there. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hello. We are back with the amazing Erin Janice, who is a YouTube sensation, whose video, Dairy is Scary, has gotten... 5 million views, and she's got a lot of other great videos as well. But Dairy is Scary has really been a game changer. I'm here with my little rescue, a little Rico, who is a rescue from Puerto Rico. And um, I have him because he's the calmest of the bunch. The others would be jumping around and barking. Uh, But um, the truth is that we say we love animals in this country. And and everybody in my neighborhood, and I'm sure yours, has dogs. And, you know, they, they regard themselves as animal lovers, while, in fact, we are torturing more animals than any culture in the history of humankind. Uh, dairy is scary. Let me hold that up. It probably is backwards. But Dairy is Scary uh, is a billboard that 60 of these billboards around Southern California urging people in English and in Spanish to check out Aaron Janice's Dairy is Scary five-minute video. It's only five minutes. So, Aaron. Uh, tell us what's on the video. Um, tell us what happens to cows to produce milk so that we can steal that milk. So the video is, yeah, the video is five minutes long and it just, it quickly, I quickly just go over and that's not even everything either. You know, what I included in there was just like the most important things that, you know, if I have to condense it into five minutes, here's what needs to be said. But sadly, there's actually so much more that goes on in the dairy industry that, you know, it would be 15 minutes long if I made it comprehensive. Um, And so, yeah, most people still think that cows just give milk like apples give trees. And that's not true. Cows give milk as freely as women do. You know, we need to be pregnant and and recently having given birth in order to lactate. You know, women are not just going to randomly be producing milk with enlarged breasts on a random Tuesday afternoon. It's it's a hormonal response to pregnancy and birth and and having a um, a child nursing on you. And so cows need to be pregnant. Uh, first. So the dairy industry, it's not like cows, male and female cows are just, you know, mating naturally. It's a highly controlled breeding operation. And the um, farmers or employees, I don't even really, in so many cases, you can't even call them farmers because in a lot of cases, they're just, they're, they're employees, they're workers. They're like workers at a factory. Um, You know, they insert their fist and sometimes their whole arm right into the like into the rectum of the cow and um they um they then inseminate the female cow with uh, bull semen to to get her pregnant now that bull semen is also like there's a collection process for that too and that is usually uh hands-on contact with a um a human uh actually masturbates the male cow to collect his semen now that is that is how they do it to to breed them and i mean when you're watching the video or when you even go look that up and see pictures that's that's just screwed up it's like we that's not really our place but you know they say that's just a violation it it is and in you mentioned in your video that the industry term for when they hook the females up to stick their fists all the way in their anuses, it's a rape rack. That is yeah. an industry term. Yeah, and I've had farmer, you know, I've had farmers and and business people, uh, entrepreneurs, I call them, reach out to me and and let me know that's not what we call it. We've never called it that. You know, the entire industry does not do everything absolutely the same. It's you know, there are certain 
employees, coworkers, where that joke, that term, that phrase has gone around and passed around. Just because some farms have never called it that, you know, that's not the point. The point is it's a apparatus used to restrain an animal to do something to that animal that you really shouldn't be doing. And, you know, um, they're not making love. These cows are not making love to get pregnant. They are forcibly impregnated. If you look up sexual violation in the dictionary, if you look up rape, it is sexual violation. It's the unwanted uh, violation of another being by somebody uh, without permission. It's, it's rape. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's, that's what it is. Somebody putting their fist inside you to uh, stick semen in that they've gotten through masturbating uh, without permission, another animal. It's, it's, it's sick. It's sick. It's it really is reprehensible. It is. It is for sure. But, but people, you know, they don't think about it. They don't think that, Oh, for me to drink this milk, a baby cow can't drink the milk. So baby cow can't be with the mama uh, because otherwise a baby, the calf would drink the milk. So we got to remove them. Tell us about that aspect. Yeah, well, so when a cow is, um, when a dairy cow finally does give birth after carrying her calf for, I think it's nine months, I think it's the same term of pregnancy as a, as a female mammal like ourselves. Um, when she gives birth, the calf is usually immediately separated from her and either put in a, uh, a an individual holding pen or put in... Um, a hutch, they call it calf hutches. And um, that is a very emotionally distressing process for both, not just the mom, but for the baby as well. And there are countless reports, countless of even neighbors of dairy farms reporting that, you know, the cows are crying, they're screaming, they're wailing. And it's just that time of year, you know, that's when they are giving birth and being separated. It's normal. It's normal to hear an entire herd of cows moaning and wailing and crying out because it's just, you know, it's just that season. They, they had their dairy cows. No, it's not normal. What's normal is for a mother mammal to be with her baby. That's normal. But the dairy industry is a business. It's a profit-driven business. It does not exist because you know, there's some altruistic group of people who want you to get calcium and protein. It exists for one reason and one reason only, money. And if the dairy cow and the baby stay together, that's, that's an issue because the baby cow is going to naturally drink the mother's milk. Now, cows in the dairy industry have been selectively bred to produce up to 12 times more milk than they would naturally for their one baby. And then you add on the demand that the machines, like they're not being uh, nursed by their baby, they're being sucked by a machine. And so these machines are demanding so much, such a higher quantity of milk than any other mammal would naturally give that it causes extreme like stress and nutritional depletion and exhaustion for these dairy cows. But um, back to the mother and the baby. Yeah, they're, they're taken away from each other. They're separated, not only because the baby would drink the mother's milk, but because it's just more money and time and energy to deal with animals that are actually in their respective families than it is to separate them into units of production. You go over here, you go over there, separate them. It's about what's the most efficient for the business. It's a business. Well, yeah. And by the way, there are dairy because the almond milk, soy milk, rice milk, cashew milk, hemp milk, oatmeal milk industry is skyrocketing. You have dairy farms in trouble. And as Emic said, we're not trying to hurt anybody. You know, our movement is a movement of peace and nonviolence. We're not killing. We're not separating babies from uh, their moms. Um, so we're not trying to just go out of our way to be mean to dairy farmers, but there is an alternative. There's a, a dairy farm by the name of the Elmhurst Farm in New York. Yeah. They were multi-generational dairy farmers and they switched over and they are making more money now selling uh, plant-based milks than they were. Of all the industries that could switch over so easily, 
because the vats are there. What you fill the vats with is, is just a question of a, a redesign. It's actually much more certainly environmentally uh, better and um, better for human health because milk, cow's milk is filled with cholesterol. You know, heart disease is a leading killer. So it's better for people, it's better for animals, it's better for the planet, and they can still make money. So um, just, just to make that plain, we're not out to, to have everybody go out of business and, and, and just die of lack of income and starvation. Indeed, it's the meat and dairy industry that is causing human starvation around the world because meat is the most inefficient food source. It takes anywhere from 12 to 38 pounds of grain to create one pound of steak. If you took all that grain and soy and corn, et cetera, and fed it directly to people, we would have abundance of food for everyone on this planet. Nobody would be starving. No children would be dying of malnutrition. But um, I want to say this. Uh, we have one more break. And then on the other side, I want to talk to you because I think you, of all people, can figure out what is the magic potion that's going to make people wake up? What is the magic potion that's going to make these people who call themselves decent, kind, compassionate people and who view themselves that way realize they are contributing and participating to institutionalized sadism. So we're going to take a, a brief break. We're here with the amazing Aaron Janice, uh, who is a YouTube star whose video Dairy is Scary is changing the world. There are 60 billboards up across Los Angeles, sorry if it's backwards, uh, that say uh, Dairy is Scary, watch her YouTube video. And um, people are watching it, and a five-minute video is changing lives. If you're watching on Facebook, share this video and get all your friends to go to see Darius Scary. We're going to take a brief break only on the radio show. We're going to remain live on Facebook. I'm going to put on a little more lipstick, and we'll be back in a couple seconds. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We're here with the amazing YouTube star, Erin Janice, whose video, Dairy is Scary, is now being featured on 60 billboards around Southern California. 60! 
urging people to go to YouTube and watch Dairy is Scary. I urge you to share this video with your pre-vegan friends so that they can also watch uh, the video on YouTube, Dairy is Scary. It's a five-minute video that's clever. It's funny. Aaron makes these wry comments that that sort of wake you up without scolding you in a way. It's like using a little sarcasm, using a little humor, and then showing the truth. It's a perfect combination. It's a recipe for change. And that's what we're talking about here. How do we wake people up? Because uh, the truth is that I think that it's a generational issue. I mean, young people are not only cord cutters, they're never cords. They're not getting their information from TV. So they're not getting brainwashed by those commercials all the time. Are they, Rico? Um, they're, they're seeing Instagram. They're seeing Facebook. And the commercials, while they still exist, are not quite as you know, intense. Uh, the, the U.S. government actually subsidizes. Taxpayers are forced to subsidize the promotion of dairy. The USDA has inherently got a conflict of interest because uh, they're supposed to look over the food system, but they're also su supposed to be promoting business. It's stacked with meat and dairy industry people. USDA basically is, uh, you know, an arm of the meat and dairy industry. So where do you go from here? Where do we go from here? Do we just leave the old generation behind? Emotionally, I'm about, you know, 22, so I consider myself a, a generation Zer in my head. but there, you know, do we just forget about them and say, okay, this is going to change as the that as the millennials, the Generation X, the Generation Z, the new the new generations come up and they don't have quite the same brainwashing. Well, I think that the dairy, I mean, the dairy industry is there's a lot of because it's a business, and what do you do when you have a business? You pass it down through your family, right? Mm. So there are generations like even in my generation there's a lot of people who they want to keep their dairy businesses going for their parents and that's how they were raised and so there's still I mean it's not just going to change because this generation has more access to information and is, is just doing so much we really do have to speak to to everyone including the the older generations as well because they are you know they're intimately attached to the you know it's like this heirloom family thing for them to be in dairy and producing dairy. But like Emic said, you know, we're not we're not looking to put you out of business. Like here here's I want to speak directly to the dairy farmers actually because there's so many of them who like hate me and you know have have reached out. There's some who have said like, you know, you're right, but I'm going to keep doing it anyways. And there's others who feel very attacked, but like we are not against you. We are against what you are doing. Okay, so if you change what you're doing, not only will we congratulate you and celebrate you, but we'll probably give you our money. Like Elmhurst, um, they were a dairy farm. They went out of business or, or, you know, they were just slowing down and they changed to plant-based vegan nut milks. Now, I don't know any vegans. I don't know any activists who are boycotting Elmhurst. What I know of is every time I talk to a vegan or an activist about Elmhurst, it's like, take my money. Like, we're going to support you, promote you, and we're going to consume your products. Like, we're not here to damage you, destroy you. We're saying, like, what you're doing to animals is unethical. It's causing immense suffering. It's horrible for the environment. Change what you're doing. It'll be better for the environment. Instead of smelling cow shit and having cow urine and, and all this other stuff, you can have beautiful trees growing on your property. Have a, keep the cows. Give them a beautiful home. You know, let them roam, let them live out their lives, grow some nut trees, grow some, you know, and change what you're doing and we'll support you. Like we're, we're not just going to go, oh, you know, good luck. We're actually going to be with you on it. Indeed. I'm working with uh, organizations like the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, a cattle ranch that turned into a vegan animal sanctuary that is trying to help uh, the ranching community and the dairy community transition to plant-based. We, we all want to have milk. We just don't want to have cows suffer and be tortured to make that milk. And let's face it, plant-based milks are a lot healthier for you. You know, heart disease kills approximately one out of every four Americans. It's arteries to the heart getting clogged with cholesterol. Cholesterol is plaque. You know, cholesterol comes from animals. Only animals produce cholesterol. We're animals. We produce cholesterol. If you have high cholesterol, Unless you're one of the rare people with a genetic predisposition, you're, you're eating too much meat and drinking 
I don't even want to say meat anymore. I'm getting sick of saying meat. You're eating too many animals. You're eating animal parts and you are drinking uh, dairy and, and eating it in the form of cheese and cow's milk when there are so many alternatives out there. Um, I mean, you know, and, and then the industry has also worked to demonize soy, which ironically, um, 80% of soy is fed to farm animals. So, and that's GMO soy, but there's nothing wrong with soy. Soy has been test marketed on the Asian world for centuries and they have better health stats on every level, lower cancer, lower heart disease, lower obesity. Um, and you know, uh, it's just an irrational system. And when people wake up, I think it's when they see how irrational it is. I'm seeing more and more people waking up. I, I always talk to the Lyft drivers when I'm going to the airport. And uh, just just two days ago, the woman said to me, yeah, I, I'm tired of eating dairy products. You know, my husband gives me a bad, hard time, but I really want to go vegan. I mean, people are saying this left and right. Is it my imagination or is it happening, Aaron? No, it really is happening. And and that's something that, you know, vegans and, and animal rights activists are celebrating every day. But I can't stress this enough. It's not happening fast enough. And it's not happening. It's happening. It's just not, we're not there yet. Like we're doing great, but we really need everybody to come together and and help out because even though plant-based alternatives, vegan alternatives to dairy are skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. There's still millions and millions and millions of suffering cows today, right now. And, you know, it's, it's still going on for sure. When I look down, it's because I'm sharing. I shared to the Save Movement. I shared to my phone. I'm urging everybody share this video because, you know, look, you don't pay attention to TV commercials, right? You don't sit there and study them. A lot of times you'll mute the TV and walk away, they're still spending millions on them because they get through to people. You know, this comes down on, on somebody's newsfeed who's a, a cow's milk drinker. And even if they don't sit here and watch the whole thing, eh, they're, they're getting that, they're getting something that's going to conflict with that conditioning. It's super important that we all kick it up. And there's no reason, you know, 20 years ago, I went vegan 22 years ago, 22 years ago, I'll tell you the vegan cheeses were awful. They were not good tasting. Now we have Miyoko's, we have Treeline, we have Follow Your Heart, we have uh, Daya, we have all of these cheeses that are so delicious and people can't tell the difference. Uh, whether yeah. it's green cheese and then the ice cream, so delicious. And, uh, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I don't, I, we all know we in any grocery store you go to, I go to Ralph's and they have a whole vegan and vegetarian section with vegan cheeses. There's no excuse. That's the other thing. Um, there's a missing piece to the puzzle, Aaron, that I haven't figured out, that I rack my brain every morning I wake up. What can I do to change my messaging that will have these people open their hearts? Now, one thing I want to say, people who consider themselves liberals, who say, you know, oh, I'm a liberal, but I have dairy. Um, well, they are supposedly progressive. Let's just keep politics out of it. Progressive people. They're, they're not killing the animals themselves. They're not torturing the animals themselves, but they're hiring people who don't really have a choice as to what job they're going to take. The lowest on the totem pole economically, sometimes undocumented who have no real choice. And they're having them go in there and do this dirty work of killing animals and separating babies from their mothers. And, you know, sticking their fists inside the anuses of cows and doing all sorts of things that they would never do because it's morally reprehensible. You know, having covered crime for years, when you order the hit, you are just as criminally responsible as whoever slit the victim's throat or, or shot them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it, what, did you, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, the question is, how do we reach these so-called progressives who think, oh, I'm an environmentalist, but I drink milk. You can't be an environmentalist and drink milk. You can't be a progressive and somebody who cares about workers' rights and drink milk. These people who are in these jobs, the turnover rate is extraordinary because it's the worst job on the planet. You are hiring somebody to do your dirty work for you that you yourself wouldn't do. It, when it comes to eating animals, you wouldn't be able to slit, slit the throat of a squirming pig yourself. 
I mean, most of these people who are walking around, you know, in their in their uh, stylish outfits, give me a break. We all know they could never do any of this. And yet they drink the byproducts and say they're progressive and say they're environmentalists when this is the leading contributor to climate change responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. Yeah, we I mean, we just have to show the truth has to be exposed. There's no way around it. Like it has to be exposed. Um, when people see it and they see it enough, I mean, sometimes it takes a few times to change. Like me, for example, you know, like I at one point consumed dairy religiously, you know, cheese was my thing. It was my go to. I was a cheese addict. I was, a, uh, you know, I drank milk. The commercials got to me when I was 13 years. I actually remember when I was 13 years old, I came home from school and there was a commercial on and it was this girl jogging and she fell and she like hurt her knee and she was like in pain. And at the end of the commercial, they encouraged you uh, not to cry over spilt milkers. I still remember it. That's how powerful media is. Yeah. Not to cry over spilt milk because if you're still in this age category, you can still build strong bones, drink your milk. And I actually got up and I went and poured a glass of cow's milk and I drank it because that commercial worked. Okay. So that, and that's and why I made dairy. True. It's we, not true. No, it's not. We drink more cow's milk in this country than any other culture in the history of humankind. We have a horrible osteoporosis problem, much worse than in Asia where they drink far less cow's milk. It's yeah. not true. And there's plenty of calcium in vegetables and fruits. Um, exactly. And nuts. Like, like the homemade almond milk. Like I am obsessed with homemade nut milks right now. So good. You soak the nuts overnight. You rinse them. You can even soak them for like, if you really want to go, like get all the live enzymes and, and, and activate them. You soak them for like 20 hours, twice. And then you put them in your blender, Vitamix, whatever. And you get a nut milk bag. And it's, it's almost like squeezing a cow. Like it's, it's almost like for those who are like attached to that notion, you can just squeeze nuts, nut pulp, and it's so good. And it's full of calcium and quality uh, vitamins and minerals. But um, yeah, the advertising is important. And that's why I made dairy scary because if you don't have something in your face telling you, showing you, then whatever else is in your brain, that's your autopilot. That's what you've got to work with. And most people, what they have to work with is 20 commercials in their brain they saw throughout their childhood, 20 ads they saw throughout the last 10 years, and that's what they're working with. So, you know, we got to give them something else to work with now. Here's the truth. Here's some alternatives. Yeah. And, you know, we're running out of time. Uh, meat and I'm not even saying meat. Animal agriculture, including dairy, is the, the leading cause of climate change, according to a lot of scientists. It is certainly generally Agreed to. The United Nations established years ago, it is a leading cause of climate change responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. What I call a really inconvenient truth. Why doesn't Al Gore talk about it? Uh, you know, I'm working with somebody now who left Al Gore because he tried for years to get him to talk about it. Who knows? I have no idea. But um, the point is that we're running out of time and we've people have to make this leap quickly. We have destroyed almost two thirds of all wildlife vertebrates in this world to grow, to destroy forests, to grow crops, to feed cows, dairy cows, pigs, uh, et cetera, farm animals. We, we are 7.6 billion humans. We kill 50 to 60 billion land animals, not including fish. We will have no wild animals in eight years if we don't make a change now. So we all, everybody who's vegan has to become an activist and wake people up. You know, at the very least, share this video and talk to your friends and confront them. Um, you know, there was uh, somebody I happen to love very much, and I saw her recently, and, and I, I used, because the, the animal argument does not resonate, so I've given up on that. But I used the whole idea of, you know, imagine these poor workers that have to do this, and then they get uh, PTSD, carpal tunnel syndrome, depression, alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, domestic violence all sorts of horrible things because they're killing every day for you. So you can walk around saying, I'm a great person. I'm a good person. I'm an environmentalist. I'm progressive. Yeah. Dairy cows go to the slaughterhouse. Dairy cows do not retire on some dairy farm. 
dairy cows after a few years are sent to the slaughterhouse. And they say, oh, well, not all farms. Well, I actually communicated privately with a woman, the female farmer of a, uh, a homestead. You know, they're very proud of their dairy farm in British Columbia. And I talked to her privately and I asked her, what, what do you do with the cows? After just a few years, they send them off to slaughter. You know, sometimes they wait. Like, they wait sometimes. She goes, some of our cows are 9 and 10. Oh, congratulations. Instead of waiting till they're 5 or 3, you kill them when they're 10. And I, and I go, where? She actually does not even know who is slaughtering them. They go to an auction. And then whoever wants to buy that dairy cow who's been grazing on this beautiful meadowland family dairy farm, the cow goes into a transport truck for the first time ever and is sent to auction. And strangers there, whatever motives, whatever they want, if they want to butcher that cow in their backyard shed at three in the morning listening to Slipknot, <laughs> they can do that, you know. And so this even in the best case scenario, even on the most beautiful dairy farms where you look, they're all outside. Guess what? Those cows, when that person decides they want new hardwood floors, those cows are being sold to auction. And whoever wants to buy them and stab them in the neck gets to do that. Yeah. And this whole notion of humane dairy, humane meat, it is a crock. Don't buy it. I mean, you're, you were just describing the 0.1% of the best. And they were all sent to slaughter anyway. But the vast majority, 99.999% of animals raised are raised in industrialized farming. And the family farms are no better. We've done undercover investigations into these family farms. They're killing the mothers right in front of the babies, right in the backyard. I mean, killing is no kindness. Killing is no kindness. Um, I just think you're amazing we're getting to the end of this fantastic conversation, which I would love to just keep going all day and just get everybody watching. But um, do you have thoughts about what's next? What's next for you? For me, I have so many projects in the works. This last year has been actually really tough for me. Like I went through a lot, um, but I'm feeling so great now and I'm feeling so inspired now. And I have, I just have so many ideas and projects journalism, investigative stuff that I have up my sleeve. I won't say too much now about it, but um, there's a lot that I plan to do for the animals this year and um, videos and um, yeah, lots, right. lots. Well, Erin Janice, we're so excited to have you. We are getting to the very end of our Voice America Influencer Show. So we will say goodbye to you on Voice America Influencers as well as Facebook. I'm urging everybody share this video and watch Dairy is Scary. You literally just go to Google, put in Dairy is Scary YouTube or Aaron Janice. It pops up. It has at least 5 million in the neighborhood of 5 million views. It's going gangbusters. So uh, we, we thank you for coming on. I know you're very busy. I appreciate you coming on. You've changed so many lives. Keep doing it, Aaron. Thank you. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. 